You're listening to a Radio 1 91FM podcast. Hi, I'm a large lollipop in the shape of a man, Charlie. And I'm 90% dumplings, Amy. And this is our first bonus episode yeah, of Required mini. Reading. <gasps> so we decided that for season two, we're going to have weekly episodes, yep. but they're kind of going to be a little bit mm-hmm. different. So these are going to be much shorter, um, and we're going to be discussing other things Lots than just topics. like yeah. reviewing and discussing mm-hmm. a certain book. Yeah. You know? Um, so they're going to come in lots of different forms. Uh, we're not going to tell you what they are right now because you'll exciting. have to wait and see. But um, this first one is going to be mm-hmm. about how to read as a student. Yeah. Because we get this stuff like all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I don't actually have time to read or I can't read for an enjoyment because Mm -hmm. I have to read for university. We totally get that. Like, I study English and psychology. I do a lot of reading all day, every day. And, um, but a lot of people have, we've had a lot of friends say that they can't, they don't feel like they can read, like listen to an episode of required reading because they haven't read the book. And then that normally leads on to kind of, how the fuck do you guys read so much? Yeah. Um, the answer is that we're very tired all of the time and we yeah. hardly sleep. Um, so <laughs> if you want that to be your life, um, just that's, it's, it's not sustainable. So and thank not you for good. coming to the mini episode. Yeah, so this was been really fun. <laughs> that was our, that um, was our advice. So no. thank you. No, no, it's not. And also we, we both read in different mm. ways as well. Yeah. Um, like, you know, at primary school, it's also, I feel like it's quite a big change for a lot of people because yeah. you, when when we were in school at least and mm. all through secondary school i read so mm-hmm. much especially probably the years of like yes 7 8 9 10 yeah i pumped through books like it was like I they was were going like they were about to be stolen from one me one a day at a, at one point like i was i was chopping and changing books out my ears fantastic yeah. and i feel like it's kind of because you can't read at that so- same sort of pace mm. it can be quite discouraging for people and you yeah. know they can feel like they're behind on new books so also i think at primary school there's such an emphasis on learning to be literate that there's not so much like nobody teaches you how to love reading or how yeah. to find books that you love reading yeah yeah so we've put this list together of actually helpful reading advice because sometimes you got you can there's lots of videos on youtube that are like here's our advice just read more which is just not actionable just, like it just can't be done it's just annoying so we have got a long list mm-hmm. these aren't going to all work for everybody they're also not they all they don't all work for us yeah. either but we've sort of come up with like our own ideas mm-hmm. we've watched some videos amy went to uh one of her english lectures sort of discussed this i so, love you paul tankard um we're just sort of collating all of that information yeah. and here it goes in a concise form so Firstly, mm-hmm. read what is easy. I mean, there is a lot of pressure to read literature, and also mm-hmm. we do kind of buy into that. For you know, books like Wuthering Heights, yeah. Pride and Prejudice. We like classics. We like classics, and so that's also the sorts of books that we read. But don't feel like you need to get through the classics but before I, you can read things that you enjoy. I also think that it's really important to stress that, for me at least, reading classics is not really that easy. No, you it's know, not like an it, easy book. It is like something that I can only read now that I've done kind of a good five years of proper reading that I can read a classic. You know, yeah. I, I tried to read them when I was like 13. <laughs> when I was 13, I tried to read A Tale of Two Cities by and Charles Dickens. Poorly. Poorly. I looked at every page and all of the words on the page. I don't think I read any of them. No, no. Um, 
But yeah, you, especially if you haven't been reading in a while, you need a mm-hmm. good jump starter book. Page turner. And, I, mm-hmm. and do you know what that means? Usually genre. You yeah. need to go for a genre Most novel. Definitely. And um, we here are just not about genre shaming. Okay? No, never. But there is this kind of elitism in, in literature where you have to be reading literature or it doesn't matter. Exactly. And so, like, so, so that, what, what are your go-to? Mm. You, you've had a you've had a had a reading slump. Yeah. What genre is going to get you back into it? Well, the most important thing for me is to get back into the habit. So I yeah. just like something that's easy. So YA, young adult, easy, easy, or trash romance. Yeah. Um, yeah. something something where there's sex and love. Yeah. Okay. Something where it's where I'm invested. I'm ready to go. Or crime. You know, just a page turner. Yeah. Because then it gets me into the the habit of reading every single night or every single morning. You know. Yeah. What do you yeah. read when you need to get back into it? Like I I don't feel like I necessarily gravitate towards a certain genre. Mm. I but I just kind of go for the most popular book at the time. Yeah. Because if it's really popular, yeah. it generally means that. A huge amount of people have enjoyed it. Kind yeah. of like a blockbuster movie. Mm-hmm. They're kind of hard to hate, yeah. most of them. And it's kind of the same with books. You might not love it, but you're probably going to be pretty... Yeah. It's going to be easy to read, mm-hmm. and there's probably going to be an interesting plot, usually some sort of plot twist that everyone was wanting to talk about, hence why it's a big seller. Mm. So I just go for a really popular book. That's a good way. And... Yeah, I mean, I reckon YA is also perfect because YA is literally made to get people into reading. Yeah. Young people into and reading. And I think there's no shame with just continuing to read YA. If that works for you, keep doing it, you know? Yeah. I think the second thing is, I don't know if we'll agree on this, but I feel like you should really own your own books. I don't, And I don't really mean that in, like, physically owning them. Yeah. But I mean that in, like underlying lining things and annotating books and whether you kind of do it in pencil and rub it out or whether you get a secondhand book or you buy your book a book by itself I think that the things that help me to read the most especially given that I'm actually not really a natural reader is that kind of engaging really deeply in the text and like underlying bits that you like and bits that you don't really get me in in there you know yeah, I I completely understand that, and like mm. I feel like when you sort of annotate it, even if it's not like an academic annotation, just be oh, like, it doesn't this have is to, funny yeah, or yeah. whatever, then you are sort of leaving your stamp on that book, what, you yeah. know, which is kind of like making you have a personal connection. Yeah. I don't do any of that. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna lie, absolutely none of it. But I do appreciate the yeah. sentiment, and I think that it's sort of goes back to that point of reading in your own style. Yeah. And, like, I know people that trace their finger along mm-hmm. lines in books just to keep them, like, I completely concentrated yeah. on the novel. So that's um, another great way to do another it. Another thing about owning your own books, uh, my lecturer, Paul Tankard, said this thing that I really liked where he was like, this isn't just a copy of, say, Call Me By Your Name. This is Amy's copy of Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. You know, like, you're doing you're doing it. You're not just reading it. Yeah, yeah. so true. And I, I think the most important thing mm. is to make reading a hobby. Yep. But in order to make reading a hobby, you need to create a goal that is realistic. Mm-hmm. Don't be, or go out there and say, I'm going to read 50 pages every single night because yep. that is not going to happen. But you need to like, well, like create, a, create a practice, be consistent, mm-hmm. and... You actually just have to do it. If you're if you're serious about committing to even just reading, just being like, I'm going to read ten pages a night, which is 
a really small amount. Yeah. But if you hold yourself to that sort of account and be consistent. And I think the thing about reading being a hobby is that it's something, you, it's not just something that you do. It's something that you're choosing to do. Yeah. It's like part of you. Like if if you're an artist, you know, you say, oh, I really like art and I like painting and you like reading, right? And reading yeah. is an actual activity and you do get better with practice. You can read harder things with practice. It's a it's a hobby that deserves that kind of amount of time and that can be done. But I think, yeah, the most important thing is just to be realistic. Like I'm a classic for being like, I'm going to read a whole book tonight and I'll do that every night until I die. And that's my goal. Which and how does that work? Poorly, oh, okay. and I and I, it's upsetting. Yeah, yeah, because um, that's that's certainly one way that that is probably the thing that mm. fits best with me. Mm. I read every single night. Yeah, I actually struggle to get to sleep if I haven't mm-hmm. read because I find that well, it's, it's part of your habit. Now. It's part of my habit, yeah. and also your sleep routine. It's perfect for like. You know, everyone talks about blue light yep. from phones and laptops. It's a really great transition. And you just, reading makes you tired. Yep, Such a good thing does. to do before bed. Especially See, if you're just, if you struggle to get to sleep. Me, on the other hand, I find I'm too sleepy at, at night time and that I just go to sleep and I don't get any of my book read. Right. So at the moment I've been reading when I wake up. And mm. it's been a really good way to start the day because I haven't been just rolling over and being on Instagram for like half an hour and then getting up. I've actually just been doing some thinking, you know, stuff like that. Light thinking. My next, this is essential for me, essential part of my reading experience is is listening to books. So like listening to audio books. This is, if you are a student, this is the way that you, I honestly reckon this is the the best place to start getting Mm -hmm. back into readings is getting an audio book and listening to it on your walks to uni, listening to it when you go to the supermarket. Mm -hmm. I listen to it at the gym. Yep. You can use audiobooks in I all sorts of ways. I hardly read now, like read with my eyes. <laughs> I. It sounds like I take my eyes out and then I roll them across the page. <laughs> but see, like I I use audiobooks in, in a different way. I mm. I usually get both the audiobook and, and the, the physical book. version of the same book. And that way I can fully envelop myself in the story at all times. I'm not being distracted mm-hmm. and I yeah. can really like get through it. Yeah. You know, like... If you only have time to read one chapter, you also have time to listen to a chapter. So really, yeah, you got through two. two. Yep. That's a good you point. Know? So it's kind of like a good way to really get through books, if that's what you're wanting to do. I think another thing to stress about listening to books is something that I personally struggled with when I first started getting into audiobooks, was that like I had this feeling that like listening to a book wasn't as good as reading. Like It wasn't yeah. the same. Yeah. And I think, fucking let that go, because you're still experiencing it, you're still listening to it. In some ways, I feel like it can be enhanced, like I find it easier to listen to classics than it is to read them, because yeah. you have those verbal, you know, the characters verbalising instead of you looking at this dense, dense page, page of text. Um, yeah, so I think, I think definitely, if, especially if you're not a natural reader, listening is yeah. fantastic. And if yeah. you're already into listening to a podcast, like keep listening to your podcast but also add in half an hour yes especially this one (laughs) (laughs) we mean it though anyway um okay fifth thing read more than one book at once Mm -hmm. don't be scared if you're reading a hard classic or like a non-fiction book where you kind of want to expand your learning Mm -hmm. also read like a fun genre book that you're interested and you can just like is light and easy and there's no harm and there's no shame in mm-hmm. like actually getting through books slowly yeah. in terms of time but like you enjoying reading the entire time like yeah. that's, that's sort of the important exactly. part exactly well it is that's 
But you're doing it because it's fun. Exactly. It doesn't matter what you read. It's about getting out there on the pitch and having fun. <laughs> And, you know, I always love a good sports reference. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's not about where you go. It's about the friends you make along the way and the friends of the books. I also think the other thing about reading more than one book at once, I see it kind of as like a dating around concept. Yeah. Where you're kind of, you're sampling different books. You're giving them a go. And then when one gets you, this kind of leans into the next one, which is is, uh, giving into the pool. So kind of when when one book out of your your several dates really starts to get interesting and you want to you want to date them exclusively yeah do it and like lean into it and there's also this point in any novel and in nonfiction where you get to a certain point and you simply have to f- the point finish of it. no return the point of no return and it can happen at any it can happen at page 20 it can happen mm-hmm. in only the last three chapters yeah but everybody knows that point and that's where you want to get to mm-hmm. and I god that feeling when you, oh, like I remember when I was about 13 when, when A Fold in Our Stars came out and it was 12 o'clock and I got halfway and I went, I'm finishing this tonight. Yeah. And I stayed up until 6am reading it. And yeah, I like was, as you should. I was crying at the end and I was distraught and I thought, God, no feeling will ever be better than this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like George R. R. Martin who wrote, um, Game of Thrones, he said that uh, sleep is good, but reading is better. I 100% agree and with I, that. That I, is fucking true. I sleep not much, and I read way more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, okay, something yeah. that we really need to establish is you do not have to finish every book you read, especially if you're just getting back into it. It's going to be probably quite difficult to yeah. like fully get back into reading. Mm-hmm. And so... Just give up. If it's, it's absolutely fine. If it's I not, fucking dare you, give up. Just, just give up. Just give up. <laughs> okay. God. Seriously though, like give it, give it a fair shot. Yeah. I would say, I would say, fifty pages is a fair shot. Yep. If you're actually not liking it, and fifty think, pages, then just stop leaving. I think you can come back to it later. Yeah. And I think some books are worth pushing through, but you can push through them when you're. When you're a more practiced reader, when you, you know, or when you're at, just at the right in the right frame of mind, if it deals with yep, certain topics exactly. or whatever yep. it is, you can just go like, "No, I can't deal with that right now. I, feel, I need to deal with something." I else. feel that way about Milkman by Anna Burns. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that someday I could come back to it and really enjoy it. Someday, I'm not. I'm not ready. Yet. I'm not strong enough. Never say that again. Um, <laughs> so the next. If one, you don't want, if you want to get back into reading, don't read Milkman. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not here for the slander. She did a good job. I'm here for the slander. Oh god. Um, right. The next one that I want to talk about is like I think the best goal to have is 30 minutes a yeah, day. Yeah. And because uh, there's this, there's this video called Bookstores. And they work out the maths that if you're if you're reading a book, a book probably takes about ten hours to read. So thirty minutes a day will let you finish like a, around eighteen books a year, I think. And that's actually a fuckload of books. If you're not reading, if you're not a reader, and you're reading what like one or two books a year, that's most of our friends. Yeah. Thirty minutes a day is not very much. And also, it doesn't have to be thirty continuous minutes. Like sometimes, oh no, like people can find it difficult to have. 30 minutes right before bed. So mm-hmm. maybe it's 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes at night. Bookend your day. Oh! <laughs> on my counter, oh my like, God. bookends. Oh, God, that, <laughs> that was, was good. so good. <laughs> yeah, but, like, also, I read a lot on the treadmill yep. and listen to audiobooks at the, yep. at the gym. The other thing that I have is I always have a book on my phone. Always yeah. have one. And I try and 
instead of going on Instagram when I've kind of reached my screen time limit that I set myself <laughs> and I have to put the pen in by myself, I go, I'll go and read my book. And so that's really good. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't have like the 30 minutes a day, but I do think that like it's really good to have a goal mm-hmm. with reading. Yeah. The point is, I think that goals are really important. So my goal is like number of pages. Yeah. My goal is minutes. Your goal is minutes. Yeah. So like it depends on which way you want to do it. Um, I think that another really important thing is set your expectations low. Yep. And that kind of goes throughout for all, all of, of the life. Points. But, <laughs> fuck me. Do the least. Don't expect anything. <laughs> but you know, you're you're not going to again, we've kind of touched hmm. upon this, but you're not going to be able to read an hour a night right from the get-go and have that be consistent. So your expectations low, start small, and if you're really loving it, you can increase it naturally. I think another one that is important that, again, Paul Tankard brought up was uh, treating yourself while you're reading. Snacks, a nice little nook to read in, Mm. sitting in the sun, live your hot girl book summer, okay? Like I sat outside. During winter. (laughs) I sat outside (laughs) for an hour today and read in the middle of the union and I said... Girl, I'm the main character, and I, that was enough of a treat to do the reading. <laughs> um, but hey, you got to do it, and also resist the capitalist hustle culture, girl. Fuck that. Like, okay, let me tell you, reading can be cheap. Okay, the yep. number, basically, any classic, any like they're in the public domain. They're so. in the public domain, so that means that uh, if you've got if you've got Audible, yep. you can get free audiobooks, yep. Okay, you can also get audiobooks you from free, your library, and you can get yep. So if you go into the library, you can get onto the borrow system yep. where they have a whole whole heap of books that are in the public dona- domain, and you just get them for free. As well as I know that the classics are on Spotify as well. Yep. So yep. Jane Eyre and stuff are on there as well. And, and again, for physical books, you can go to the library, of course. But also, if mm-hmm. especially if you live in Dunedin or. I assume, I mean, anywhere, you can go to secondhand bookstores and you can literally buy books for like $2. I think the important thing to have in mind, though, going into a secondhand bookstore is you need a list of things that you're looking for. It's because it can be quite overwhelming. And Or or just be like, not fussy. Yep, exactly. Yeah, you can't go in there being like, I need to find this one book. I think the other part of um, resisting hustle culture is scamming Jeff Bezos. Um, What I mean by this is that when you're on Audible, you're allowed to... Well, you're not allowed to. I feel so nefarious. <laughs> I do this all the time. You have a certain amount of like returns that you can go because you can be like, I don't, I'm not enjoying this book. I'll return it. And they'll give you the credit back and you buy another book. And oh. I found you can do eight of those a year without them stopping you. And you reach eight and they go, we don't think you're really returning them. <laughs> write, that, write that down, people. Eight. You get so eight you, you free can really returns. just get bang for your buck. Jeff yeah. Bezos, don't kill me. He does not need it. The anyway. other part that I want to talk about with hustle culture is this has been a few, like a few people we've talked to have talked about the fact that they feel like their reading has to be productive. Um, it does not. It can. It can be. But reading is about enjoyment. You're doing it because it's fun. And like I think the way that I've been thinking about reading lately is like. I will very easily during exams sit down and watch 10 hours of Netflix. Yeah. Guiltily watching it. I'm, that's my best skill. Do it with a book, okay? Queen's Gambit, Game of Thrones, right? We all binged all of those. God. Guess what they were before they were before they were TV series? They were both books. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess our final thoughts is mm. we both think that reading is really important and that also that there's a lot of different ways mm-hmm. to do it. And some of these tips and tricks are going to work for you and some of them aren't and that's totally okay. But yep. you've got to give them all a shot. Yeah. I think 
The other thing, if you want to, if you really need to be inspired back into reading, I think the there's a video called Bookstores by Max Josephs on YouTube, and we both found that a really, really helpful thing, getting us back into reading at like yeah. the start of last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I also my final thoughts again. <laughs> second my final second thoughts. final thoughts. Um, is that I find that reading for me is meditation. It really yeah. makes it really helps my mental health and makes me feel calm and engaged with the world and seen. And I think that those things are really important. And so if you can find any book that that does that for you, that's good enough. And like, don't be your girl, be a girl boss, slay. <laughs> so true. I do think that reading is the best way for like to turn your thoughts mm-hmm. off. Yeah. For me, at least. The silence. I can't... Like, if I'm watching something, I can really easily think about other things. Yeah. So easy. But reading, you can't. Because if you're doing reading, you have to be actively engaged mm-hmm. in the book. Also, if you like a yarn craft, audiobooks are so good. <laughs> <laughs> you can sit down and do your knitting. And, final, and on that fun note... <laughs> I feel like this can all be summed up in four words. No, it can't. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The most important takeaway message is that it should be fun. It should be fun. It should be fun. Don't punish yourself. It should be fun. And I guess that's kind of all. Do you have anything else to say? Exactly. uh, We we love you. We want you to have fun. We love you. And um, we literally made this episode so that more people would read, so more people could join our book club. Yeah. Um, So if you live in Dunedin, also hit us up. Hit us up. We love people around for the book club. Bye-bye. Bye. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more of them at r1.co.nz forward slash podcast.